everyone welcome to cancer healing journey talks myself shruti dapke from community outreach team of zenonco.io and love heals cancer cancer healing journey talks helps cancer survivors and caregivers to share their journey with vast number of survivors and caregivers who have traveled or been traveling through this journey this can inspire them and motivate them for their faster recovery as well Firstly I would like to introduce today's speaker Ms Meera she is a breast cancer survivor I'm happy that you're here with us today to share your journey with us over to you ma'am please share your uh, journey and start with your introduction Hi I'm Meera Raj I'm 72 years old and uh, I had my uh, tryst with uh, breast cancer in the year 2009 and I don't think anybody is ever prepared to hear a diagnosis of cancer whoever it might be even even maybe doctors because you know that is the general fear that most people have so but I was on my own because my son lives abroad and my husband was away those days and he's uh, um, you know I'm on my own now so when I went for the test actually that was a routine examination and uh, i just felt there was a hardness in my breast that's about it all there was no lump to start with so i thought i better go to a gynec and my usual gynec and she said yeah it's only a hardness but uh, let's not leave it at that we'll do all the tests so i didn't think anything i went straight to the lab did my test very confident that you know it will not be cancer i didn't even think of it so uh, the next day i had to call collect the report after all the tests and when i went to collect also i was so confident i didn't take anybody with me so i went on my own and uh, when i saw the result really that was so shocking i was just coming down the stairs and i just sat on the steps i just couldn't believe it and for a few minutes i really uh, you know was very emotional and i didn't know what to do Fortunately for me I had a very close friend who lived close by who was a clinical psychologist so I went straight to her house and I spoke with her and I you know she spoke to me for a long time and uh, she uh, made me see at least she calmed me down for the present so that was how it all started I think for everyone it is like that more or less and it takes a long time for us for us to sink in the feeling sink in the news that you know we have got cancer because that's not what and especially if you have no uh, lump nothing because blood cancer so many cancers don't have any external indications right so it is very difficult yeah. to uh, accept uh, you know something like that and it's very uh, shocking and very painful and everything at the same time and uh, the initial feelings for everyone is the same i think and it's just that after a, a few hours or a day or so you have a numerous number of questions and which no doctor can you know answer for individually mainly because uh, they have so many patients and you can't keep on going and asking them and that is a lacune i didn't feel because i had a cousin a husband's cousin my late husband's cousin uh, who uh, also recovered from cancer initially she was told that she will only have 3 uh, 3 weeks to live and she lived for 6 and 1/2 years after that wow so yeah can you believe it 
And no. she was very beautiful. <laughs> and uh, she was very beautiful, very positive, very... So she said, come on, breast cancer is nothing. And she, because she had ovarian and uh, it was quite advanced stage. That's why the doctor uh, told her she had only three weeks. So, uh, and she, she said, you first go settle all your affairs and come back. That's what the doctor told her. So she told me this and she said, yours is breast cancer. And you say it is early stage, not to worry at all. And she gave it in all which, the uh, stage it was. Was a second stage. Okay. First and second stage are usually considered uh, hmm. curable. Yeah. You know, yeah. Most yeah. cancers. And uh, first, definitely. And uh, second, also. Depends again. Hmm. Each one is an individual uh, yeah. biopsy. Each body differs also. Yeah. It is hmm. very difficult to say just because I had that. Uh, so she told me not to worry. Just take the treatment and uh, take it one day at a time and there will be good days and bad days but then life is like that good days and bad days take it keep yourself active don't give up anything do all the things that you enjoy <laughs> not to bother about it and never think of yourself as a patient and you know uh, you just do it like that so yeah. since she encouraged me like that initially i just spoke to her on the phone I really didn't have a chance to really go down because here is a person who had taken 84 chemos. Can you believe? In those 84? Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe. I didn't even know how many usually people take. And I said, 84? My God. Like because I over the period, heard like 6 uh, or 12. Yeah, yeah. It is 84. Oh my God. Because it was an advanced stage. It is already it was already spreading to some mm -hmm. other, and she had to keep on repeating. Yeah. And uh, actually, I didn't even know she was under treatment when she came for my son's wedding because she had a nice wig and all that. And she looked so nice. She never told, I didn't know that time. So it's all how you take your cancer. Take it yeah. positive, mm -hmm. always. You know, there is always the, the thing that uh, it's never a death sentence. And I was very much inspired. I'll tell you what I wanted to do. So I took it very calm. I had six chemos uh, thrice a week and uh, once in three weeks, I mean, for about five months. And then I'm on tablets because, uh, you know, I can take those tablets also. So it, uh, it was, I mean, I had all the difficulties of chemotherapy. I mean, first of all, the hair fall. <laughs> and, you know, that is the only yeah. thing that makes the most women very, very sad. But then mm -hmm. I want to tell you, I've kept my hair gray and short deliberately. I want it like that ever since. Because to show what's wrong, it looks nice. And you don't have to feel, you know, there's something odd. And, uh -huh. of course, my son came with a wig and all that. But I didn't want to wear the wig. Uh, right. so much because initially I wore when I went out then the moment my hair grew about an inch I stopped wearing that and then I just let it be and I keep trimming my hair and all that and for many people those who lose hair after the treatment the whole hair grows better thicker <laughs> longer I've yeah. seen because I must tell you I think about my job so I was uh, my uh, doctor was Dr. Anthony Pius. He was the surgeon in uh, Narayana and also 
uh, I moved to uh, Sahit Care with him to do the work, which is my passion. That is just to do what you are telling me to do. Make patients feel that this is not the end of the world. It's just a pause. It's not a full stop. Yeah, right. You, know, you do your best. You give your best. You get back the best. You know, mm -hmm. that's why I yes. told the story of the person who inspired me. Six and a half years. She traveled so much. She had two grandchildren in the meantime. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. so life is, goes on. I mean, we can die of anything. I mean, that is a given fact. But it doesn't mean that we are going to die of this. It could be anything and it could be an accident. That reminds mm -hmm. me of a very, very young girl who was, uh, who I must tell you what my job was. So after I got recovered, I went to Dr. Pais and told him, I want to speak to all the uh, patients uh, to tell them that this is not, not such a uh, terrifying thing. You can get well and you can lead a normal life right. like so he said yes then you will be india's first navigator you go ahead and speak to everybody whoever is who comes here so after diagnosis they would in fact i would be talking to the whole family because each one would have some question or the other yeah. you know most of all you know how long but everything is variable what was true for me may not be exactly the same for somebody else it will be very different, whichever cancer that is, you know. And uh, in Sightcare Hospital, uh, there were so many uh, children like you, your brother, you mean, uh, mm -hmm. uh, who, you know, nine years, 10 years, and we used to sit and color with them, we used to paint with them and, you know, entertain them when they come with, because what can you do with yeah. uh, very young, you know, it's uh, very difficult. So, because I was so inspired early on, I said that this is what I should do for all the patients that make them feel all right about the illness and at least start encouraging them to take the treatment and complete the treatment and do their, give their best, you know. Mm -hmm. So yes. not to, you know, what happened at least uh, 10 years back, most of the people would frighten everybody about chemo. And they mm -hmm. say, oh, if you take chemo, this have hair falls and then you have yeah, all, the side effects. all the side effects. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the side effects are there. Nobody is denying it. And it varies from person to person. And it is difficult. Uh, that's why some days are very, very difficult. But you will get over it. It's for a, after all, six to eight months or one year is just a short period in one's life. No, mm -hmm. So yeah. you give it your best shot and then you will have all the, you know, ever since uh, my cancer, I must have gone about five, six times abroad, traveled on my own, seen people, you know, and wherever I go, whoever I speak to, I tell them, uh, I I tell them I am a cancer survivor, you know, so mm -hmm. I don't feel ashamed of, and, uh, ashamed of it. There are people who feel ashamed and there are people who feel guilty. I want to tell every patient never to feel guilty about the illness because hereditary is only 5% and mm. all the other things, you know, nobody knows whether it was a chemical or whether it was a, your food or whether it was your, nobody knows why exactly it came to you. Mm, so right. there's no, uh, 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 no answer to that question, which all of us face. That is why me? Yeah. You see, why me? Nobody can really say. I mean, you can give a lot of reasons. 
it could be that, it could be that. No uh, doctor is going to say even to a smoker, ah, it was because you smoked. Mm -hmm. There are so many women who have never smoked, who have got lung cancer. Yes. So what do you say to that? There are so many women like that I have met, you know, in my the course of my teaching um, mm -hmm. people. So there is nothing that uh, you, or maybe because, and then they feel self-pity that, you know, I did everything. I never ate that. I never ate this. I never, I was very careful. So was I. I used to exercise, kept my weight always normal and, you know, not uh, uh, obese or anything. Mm -hmm. And I was a moderate eater, but I never indulged like that in anything. Uh, really. mm -hmm. So uh, food also, you cannot say air. It's a so such a combination of reasons can be the reason. We don't yeah, know why. True. Yes. So best thing is not to brood over why it's me. And the earlier you can uh, travel from your denial to your acceptance of the whole thing, you know, mm -hmm. then you start giving your best to the treatment. That's what yeah. I've always felt. You know, from denial to acceptance. It's not an easy journey. It will take a while. But the more uh, easily or the more you accept, you will give your best. He says, I'm going mm. to get over it. I'm made of sterner stuff. Yeah, the this. more easy the treatment yeah. will be. Yeah, the more easy the treatment will be. Have faith in your doctor. Have, you know, and don't listen to people who tell you morbid stories. <laughs> Please mm -hmm. discourage them. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we don't want that. And and uh, don't encourage visitors who come and make you feel bad. You need mm -hmm. to be positive because there's enough in this world, especially with this COVID and all that. It is very, very tough on cancer patients, more tough. So, uh, I, so I started this work being a navigator. That is, I used to meet all the uh, women patients, uh, breast cancer mainly, and talk to them post-diagnosis itself and answer all their questions. That was the main thing to their fears, mm -hmm. their fears, not the right. medical aspect, but yeah, about the side mental effects. aspect. Yeah, mental, emotional, yes. you know, listening to somebody who's gone through and to tell them that these are all the common concerns of most people. You see, children, mm -hmm. women who get it pretty young and they have children, small children, they're all genuine fears. Yeah. You know? it's, their genuine fears initially, but the more you think and brood about it, your treatment doesn't have the effect it should have. So you should uh, give your full uh, attention to yourself. I think only most women in our country neglect themselves a lot or mm -hmm. everything. That's the right. reason, one of the reasons, you know, and yeah. they hide, they don't, uh, they get so scared they don't tell anybody that there is a lump or there is anything. And the moment the easiest cure is in the first stage and minimum treatment. The earlier you find out, the better it better, is. Better, yeah. Yeah. So people that should realize that those are the some of the things and not feel guilty that, you know, I did this, I didn't do this, I did that. No, 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 no. You mm. don't know why you got it really. You just accept and you do your best. Those are the things I would want to tell any cancer patient. Mm -hmm. I know it's very, very difficult. I've seen patients in all stages, different cancers, everything in both the hospitals. That is Narayana, maybe thousands of cancer patients I would have seen by now. 
mm-hmm. and uh, and they're all uh, everybody feels the same initially but a lot of them pick up the courage and we need constant encouragement we need a lot of family support you know mm, and encouragement yes. from the family you know though for me more than family it was friends because i have a lot of friends they would accompany for the chemo they would stay back when two three days when uh, when nobody was around and things like that yeah family and, friends are family <laughs> yeah friends are family really and uh, i can say that support you need and uh, the people who really put you on the right track and not keep on telling you don't do this don't do that what are you whatever you feel like doing just do it keep your mm-hmm. mind active and physically as far as possible don't lie in bed and say, uh, you know, treat yourself as a patient mm-hmm. you know that's the last don't thing think as do. a patient what? right yeah hmm. not a, you know not as a cancer patient and uh, you have i mean whatever activity you were doing you could pursue it i mean maybe you first few days, many of the young patients especially breast cancer many people get in their 30s and all that mm-hmm. so they were still working maybe they'll take uh, two days off for chemo and they will be working uh, in between uh, they might have wow. started working online before the mm-hmm. covid covid right that's what i think and uh, many of the young men also you know who had mm-hmm. lung cancer or pancreatic cancer all those yeah. are more serious but they would still be working so that is one of the best things so that you keep your mind occupied if you are a housewife do your uh, housework as much as you can and i would tell all children not to fuss too much over them you know and make, mm-hmm. that makes them feel they are useless and incapable which is oh. which is a you know yeah yeah everybody likes to feel useful isn't it yes. i mean not <laughs> not in a bad way but in a good way yeah yeah, yeah. we should think of uh, you know uh, doing whatever they are doing and they are all everybody is very concerned about what you eat what you don't eat you see while you are taking chemo it's next to impossible to eat the normal mm-hmm. even your best food there is not only taste change there is no taste and there is Uh, altered taste like sweet might change uh, into bitter oh, salt yes. into bitter and things like that i would mm-hmm. without salt i would say it's so full of salt but they would say no no we didn't put any salt for your food i mean mm-hmm. it's like that so yeah. many things and i was very 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 sensitive to smell you know especially cleaners uh, you know lysol and all these uh, floor cleaners So and like what would happen? I didn't um, get. No, it. I would feel nauseous throughout. Acha, oh, okay. I would feel uh-huh. nauseous throughout, and I wouldn't know which smell is going to make me nauseous. Why? Tadka, if they put in the kitchen, uh-huh. uh, it really would make want to make me bring out, you know. Uh-huh, uh huh. Right. Make uh, vomit. Some, yeah, like uh-huh. vomiting, mm-hmm. and uh, juices. Some. Uh, uh juices you get a face strange smell you uh, know you can't yes drink. but uh, during chemo it is good to have a lot of fluids because you are, you have what you are putting into our body is very toxic so it is yes. better to flush it out as much as possible uh-huh. so drink fluids a lot and um, keep yourself if you can do some pranayama 
pranayama and yoga will be good. Yoga may not be always possible, but depends on the age. There are a lot of people. My friend Billy, you will be meeting her. I think she's a yoga therapist, so mm. instructor, and she's done so fabulously well for herself after cancer. Mm -hmm. So right. most of us have uh, got out of it, and our, my passion has only been to help others. And all these years, I've been just doing that. <laughs> yeah. Know? Anybody can uh, just wanting, wanting to speak to me can speak to me. They are welcome. And, uh, you know, they're small and big doubts. Only the medicines, of course, medicine part, we don't talk about it. Mm. It is so different for different cancers. Everything changes. Yeah. Not even comparing like I took only six and you, why are you taking 12? So when they come to hospital, all these questions that we have to answer to them, you know, mm -hmm. yes. because one stage is different each one's uh, the whole biopsy you may have yeah notes, you everything know. is different for everyone yeah everyone. Hmm. so uh, your own body reaction is very different yes from the other person there are medicines which may suit me but there are some medicines which the same medicine may not have the same mm -hmm. reaction in another person so doctors oncologists after two or three and they don't see any improvement they'll change it you see, there right. is a solution for everything. And I think it is uh, breast cancer and most cancers, they've done so much of research that uh, uh, for all the side effects compared to when I had 10 years back, I don't see them suffering half as much, mm. really. Yeah, technology like has changed. Modern yeah, they have science. made the medicines uh, refined, yes. more and more refined. Mm that uh, you don't get all these uh, terrible side effects, you know? Mm -hmm. Yes. And this, that is the main thing. What else? You can ask me all the yeah. questions. Uh, so how has cancer changed your perspective in a positive way? My, the cancer has changed that never say die. You always have uh -huh. an opportunity. Mm -hmm. You have, I mean, I, my career, I was always a, I'm a retired professor of English mm -hmm. actually. So oh, okay. my, yeah, my cancer came after retirement and uh -huh. this has been my second profession and I've enjoyed it thoroughly mm. <laughs> and I have no connection of uh, psychology or medicine, but it's just my passion that uh, my uh, surgeon said that you can do wonders. He used to always say, Meera can put a smile on anybody's face. Wow. <laughs> so I always would try that with all my cancer patients who, to a large extent I would succeed yeah <laughs> because it's uh, being with them and telling them it's okay now that you got it you can get over it so that is that would be the thing that I would mm, tell right. them and uh, what are three life lessons after cancer life lessons I would say for one thing that you should pay some uh, uh, some uh, importance and to your own self i mean physically mentally mm -hmm. emotionally yeah you know self-care self uh, self and uh, especially whether it's food or exercise we seem to slightest excuse you know we'll say oh today i won't exercise today i won't uh -huh, right. i can't do this uh, i'll postpone it no that doesn't help my lifestyle has changed considerably in the sense i was always exercise and very my friends in the hostel used to say if you tell her to eat grass she'll eat because she thinks it's good for for 
health. <laughs> so it's not that, uh, you know, uh, that even though I was quite careful, I'm saying that I became more careful Mm -hmm. uh, not to eat uh, one specific, like people have a sweet tooth, they eat a lot of sweets. Mm -hmm. And I would, I have not indulged like that, but I had a, this thing for all uh, snacks and fried stuff. And mm -hmm. I still do, I have not given up anything, but I do <laughs> moderation. Yeah, <laughs> but with limited, right? Yeah, limited. Mm -hmm. Also exercising, but after I recovered, I think for about uh, Three months, I didn't go for my walks. Then I started walking seven kilometers, five kilometers. Wow. Uh, mm. Very brisk walking I was doing. But then again, the COVID, I'm not being able yeah. to do that. Right. But I do pranayama every day for about 20 to half an hour. Oh, and, wow. Uh, Great. So all these things, you know, that's what I said. Physically, mentally, emotionally, uh, you know, you start taking care of yourself a little yeah, bit and right. it helps a lot mm -hmm. and that's why I said avoid uh, friends who come and tell you sob stories mm -hmm. it's yeah avoid the negativity right yeah the negativity mm -hmm. and that's something that uh, you should do that is the second thing and mm -hmm. and on the whole try as far as possible to make yourself there's nothing like uh, uh, more uh, happy Nothing makes you more happy than giving something to others. Mm. And if you can give confidence and inspiration and you know, positivity to others, it's very satisfying, very, very rewarding also. Mm. Yeah, so true. As far as possible, whatever the illness, you can always speak to somebody and make them feel, try to make them feel better. Yes. That's what I and uh, so one suggestion or advice who is going through the same cancer, like breast cancer. What it would be. Uh, one suggestion or uh, one advice? No, the suggestion is that you are losing two. One is an organ. The other is a, you know, hair. The two things that women really, uh, two things that make women look and feel feminine. You know, mm -hmm. those are the two things. And those are the two things that are affected. So it is a very painful experience. But I can tell you that um, you can, your hair grows back and it's only a matter of time and your breasts you can reconstruct there are doctors who do reconstruction after mm -hmm. two years you can reconstruct and there are any number of I'm not wearing any reconstructed stuff but there are a lot of uh, prostheses which you get yeah, yeah, so yeah. that nobody will know you you know, mm. you don't have a breast or something like that. So that is something they should use. The In most cases, the breast, uh, like they don't remove the breast also, no? Yeah. Huh. No, but I, I just decided that I would remove ah, okay, it. So. Okay. Yeah. So no, because I have choice. heard that also, like both the cases I have heard. No, the thing is, you know, I, before I, uh, my cancer, I saw some uh, TV show where the, somebody had told, some uh, actress had said that she had that lumpectomy mm -hmm. and it was very odd looking. So she said it would be, I would have preferred that uh, ah, uh, the whole thing is ah, right. and, and you can reconstruct the whole thing or you can wear something inside. Ah, there right. are so many. So there are so many things that you have now. And also for the hair, I mean, in Saitke, the younger uh, people used to come to uh, 
take chemo like as if it was a fashion show because on Amazon you get such fantastic dresses. They thought we had meetings yeah, where yeah. they showed you how you can tie your dupatta in different ways. Mm-hmm. And they were most of them, as I told you, were working also. So they were uh, once you cheer yourself up and you know begin to care for you mm-hmm. in every yourself in many ways, physically and emotionally, and you know that is what they should do to keep yeah. up the spirit. Of course, yeah. all the time you. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, 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 you say. No, all the time you may not feel the same, but uh, you can, mm. I mean, that's life. I mean, whether you have cancer or any other illness or nothing, also mm-hmm. pandemic. Uh, for yeah. example, as yeah, so any many, life uh, problem. Yeah, psychologically many things, but you should do your best always to keep your spirits up yes. and do what is necessary. And not indulge in any one thing like where food is concerned or something. Don't become obsessive about things. Mm. Eat in limits or controlled way. Everything, anything, not excessive of you know. Yeah. Excessive anything. Right. That's what I now, if you have to sum up your journey in just one line, what it would be? One line. Yes. <laughs> it was even though. Um, it was initially a difficult journey when I was going through treatment. It opened up my life. It gave me a new profession and it gave me, it put me in touch with thousands of people, have a thousand stories and every one of them have met me, have blessed me and they have, how many people's blessings have I got? Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, even now, you keep getting those uh, mm-hmm. uh, feedbacks often. So it's been a wonderful journey after my uh, cancer. I can say yeah. it was much better than earlier also. In case. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. because you see, I could influence and interact with so many people, you see, yes. on, the, on TV, on paper. Initially, papers used to interview me and, you know, they would print, the, you know, uh, treating ah. people. Especially in the first phase of my thing, which was with the, in Narayana, the patients were all uh, a mixed people. I used to go to general wards and mm-hmm. they won't believe Shruti. They didn't know anything about the disease. And oh they God. are just puzzled because who will tell them they are all uneducated. They don't yeah. know. And uh, they, you know, it's very pathetic. Uh, two people I uh, must tell you about. One lady asked me whether it will grow back. Oh. Can you imagine? They don't even know that mm-hmm. much. Right. Another uh, was a very young mother who had uh, two other girls and the third child when she was very far away from Gulbarga or somewhere she was coming from. Uh, uh, she was While she was feeding the third child, she came to know that she had cancer. And she must have been only in the mid-20s, early 20s. And then she came, she used to come for chemo and I used to go and speak to her and all that. She said, how do you feel now? He said, how did you feel and how are you feeling now that you're taking treatment? She said, in Canada, of course, she said, madam, but, um, you know, I also felt very bad. But then I thought, because it is cancer, I won't die immediately. I have some years ahead of me. Because she said, if I walk out of this hospital and cross the road, 
and I had met with an accident, how would that be? Whereas ah, now okay. I have another three, four, five, I don't know how many years I have with my children. I have some time with my children. Can you imagine anything more wow. positive than that? No. Really, this happened. Wow, so she was so confident. Yeah, and then I, she got better, much better. And she would come on and off. Then I left the hospital, so we lost touch. But like mm. that, so many people. There yeah. are so many people who have even had a recurrence and still working and still being uh, mm. optimistic because right. uh, life is always uh, more compelling than anything else, you know. You want to <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's been a wonderful journey after the cancer. Yeah. Okay. Then. Thank you for your valuable time. I'm sure this session really motivates people out there who have traveled or been traveling through cancer. It was lovely having yeah. you here today. Once again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for including me. It's my pleasure. I love doing this. So. Yeah, thank you. You can. Welcome.